morning. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. It's showtime. This is the Bold Nonsense Podcast. We might as well have a good time. drop-in money and broadcast school has really paid off at still smooth productions <laughs> oh big gulps huh all right well see you later and the man you know as the smartest idiot in the world i think cerveza in a can is probably the greatest invention besides yoga pants and chipotle at st bales podcast the red light is on red light means stop thinking get a little senseless with us it is 5 13 2021 and that is the date may 13th of the year 2021 yeah uh this is episode 154 of the bold nonsense podcast uh we did take a little bit of a hiatus a little break if you will uh you know coming after the draft Pulling double duty sometimes, there's a lot going on, then there's kind of a lull period, we decided let's take a little break, one of us decided to make major life decisions, um, that's on the other end, and that name is Still Smooth, dude, congratulations from everybody. I'm in love, I'm in love, and I don't care who knows it. Dude, thank you very much, yeah, um, got, uh, got engaged to my roommate, so uh it was a pretty big day um it was uh yeah it, it flew by um <clears throat> i can only imagine you know what uh the uh, the next special day will uh feel like but um yeah it was good i called you you and um at st bales um right after it happened uh to share it with you guys um but yeah it was it was a good time filled with good people um did it out there um by the kind of the pelican brewery out in uh no ads uh, out in Pacific City, but it was a good time, dude. It was a fantastic way to start the month of May. Dude, that's perfect. We're happy for you. And all the senseless, I'm sure they better be happy for you. Mm-hmm. Or, or they're not really senseless members. <laughs> um, so the newly engaged Still Smooth is with me. I'm at Walt Disney, happiest host on earth. Thanks for sticking with us and being back over uh, and coming back after our break. And now that we're broken... Now that, uh, you know, maybe it's been a little while since we've done this, let's reorient everybody to what day this is with a little on this date. On this date, all the way back in 1961, Dennis Rodman, the famous in Chicago Bulls forward, was born in Trenton, New Jersey. Um, So happy birthday, Dennis Rodman. You are 60. You're turning 60 years old today. Um, so again, Dennis Rodman turns 60 today. 
That's crazy to me. When I heard he was turning 60, I, I could not believe it. Yeah. I. That makes us so old, dude. Is he the wildest old man? I think 60 can start to... There's a lot of spry 60-year-olds, but I think 60, you start to, I think, be considered in some people's eyes old. Is he the... Is he the wildest old man on the planet? He's got to be. Yeah. He's got to be. I mean, just a reputation. Mm-hmm. Bad and boys. It, and, it, and it very often precedes him. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think he's got to be. What a character. International diplomat, some may say. <laughs> not, the, not the one we chose, but he is the one we got. He is yeah. the one we got. Uh, okay. So, happy birthday to Dennis Rodman. Let's move on and let's hit random thoughts. Don't worry. I'm not going to do what everyone thinks I'm going to do. Flip out, man. No, I'm saying, well, I'm awake and I speak English, so yeah, I do know what you're saying. I'm in a brainstorm session. I think I just, yeah, I just had an idea. Isn't that beer? Random Thoughts is, uh, for those who don't know, it's where we like to offload our brains, hopefully start your brains on a good weekend note with uh, some of the rants we may have, although there there are exceedingly less of those since St. Bales is not around anymore. Uh, but it's, it's a rant, it's random, and it is our thoughts. What, have been, what has been stuck in our heads the past couple days, past week, weeks in this case? Let's get after it. Um, I generally like to start with, uh, like, what are we watching, that kind of thing. But, you know, I think we've got some other ones. So let's move off. The, the first one I, I'll, I'll start, and the first one I want to get to is, what are the best places to people watch? Mm. That's what I'm thinking. I, I'm, a, I'm a big people watch guy. I love people watching. Mm. This is what I was thinking. You know what's a good one? Hmm. Intel's. Sneaky good one is an Intel. Like the the business, the parking, like, yeah, yeah, like the parking lot, maybe or maybe across the way, because Intel always has, um, they have big campuses, and then they yeah. have generally have stuff for their uh, their employees to do. So they'll have like disc golf. Oh, I believe they're the same one. It's like I, I think Nike's like this, where if you exercise at your lunch break. You get to have a longer lunch break, I believe, is something that they do. Oh, sweet. That's awesome. I think I heard that about Nike as well. Like, if you go on a run, then you can... I I don't know. You would know better than me, but I think I heard that at one point. Maybe they're not doing that. Yeah. If, I mean, people definitely want you to get out and exercise and stuff. So, as long as you're getting your... your, stuff done people really don't clock your your um, lunch breaks but yeah i know tons of people go out and run trails and stuff on nike so kind of a nice little way to break up the day yeah but i think that so like all of that you see all the different characters of an intel and they have a lot of different characters they do you have like the overachiever guy who's just like he's there and he's smart but he's normal uh, then you've got the like deep nerd Intel like engineers, yeah. Uh, the people who push the company forward. Then you've just got the you know the everyday, uh, you know receptionists even, mm-hmm. or or just the you know the the common folk, the lay people. The lay people, I like it. So you have a lot <laughs> to watch there. It's actually a sneaky good people watch spot. 
that's a that's a great that's a great um, like you said a great place because there's so many different types of people all on one campus and like you said there's I mean I think there's multiple campuses in Hillsboro like it, that place is huge yeah um, what are some other good ones I oh. just came up with this um, the bottle drop um, you can see you'll see some characters at the bottle drop whether that, you want to or not that's a good um, one <laughs> So uh, the bottle drop's always good for seeing some good characters. And then you also can see, you know, not that we're little kid watching, but, you know, you see the little kids that are, uh, <laughs> you know, like super excited to get their $5 or whatnot. Oh, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, you get the innocence of the children, and then you get the guys, you know, scrounging up money for a cheeseburger slash or the – <laughs> Exactly, slash the college kids, you know – unpacking from the weekend uh, all the bottles uh, and cans from there so yeah all, again many different types of people converge and meet it's a gathering space so that, the is, bottle drop. that is one of the best ones i've ever heard that's amazing <laughs> i never thought of that that's a good one okay <laughs> like with that, that why don't you give us your random thought uh mine is surrounding leftovers so the food I, it's a two-part mm. question um first part of the question what is the leftover that holds its taste slash like value uh, the most? So what holds the best? Like um, I guess value is not the right word, but holds – I guess consistency would be part of it. You know, like when you reheat yeah. it or whatnot, what is the best type of leftover for that? So I the Chinese argue, food, what, what are you doing? Oh, damn. I didn't even think about that one. Chinese food's great. Spaghetti mm -hmm. is great. Yep. Pizza is great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think those are my, I would say those are the top three contenders. Mm -hmm. I would argue spaghetti and maybe even pizza. This is how I'll do it. I got it. I got it now. Rank it. So rank it. Best, the top three Chinese food, spaghetti, pizza. And here's how they're different. Uh, pizza stays the most consistent holds its yes. value it's always it's always quality you know what you're getting yeah chinese food i would say of the three it gets uh worse not that it's bad but it gets a little bit worse i always like the the fresh the you know the nice chinese food right yes. out of the box uh a little bit better spaghetti stay or, or pizza stay consistent spaghetti i would say it might even get better Really, it might even get better. Where, it, especially if you if you go like sauce and noodles together, it gets a little different consistency than when it's yes. more fresh. And I I would argue it gets a little bit better. It, if some would say it, spaghetti almost evolves as a leftover. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I like that, um, and I like your I like your point of mixing the sauce and the noodles together. When heating it up, because again, we've all been there. You heat up the noodles by itself sometimes. If you have like a, not so much like a um, meat sauce, but sometimes if you just have meatballs, you don't have enough sauce for the noodles. Then the noodles kind of dry out and stick to each other. They're kind of hard. It's yeah. kind of, it's it's difficult to eat that second time. But if you maybe have more sauce or a meat sauce, when you heat it together. It all kind of comes and gets lifted together. Uh, yeah, yeah, it becomes something uh, totally different. I like that. I like that. Um, and then my second question: 
Uh, let's go for those three examples. What's the deadline for leftovers? So give me how many days in the fridge is uh, pizza going to be fine to eat? How many days is spaghetti going to be fine to eat? And how many days is Chinese food going to be fine to eat? Or is it univer- is, is there a universal cutoff or are there different dates for different types of food? I think some people would say there's a universal cutoff for leftovers in general. I would not. Yeah. Um, and I would say you flip on its head how long they last. So from what mm. I did previously, spaghetti probably lasts the shortest amount of time, then pizza, and then Chinese food. Yeah. And, and, I mean, I might embarrass myself with how long I'd let Chinese, how, how long yeah. I would eat Chinese food. I mean, I, dude, in college, I ate Chinese food out of the back of my friend's car. He didn't, yeah. he didn't even know how long it'd been back there. And I still ate it, took the risk. It's delicious. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would say two weeks. Nice. I might yep. do for the longest. Yep. Longest being, being you know Chinese food probably the longest, uh, and then down to no more than a week for spaghetti. Mhm. I I think I'm right along this. No, I think we're seeing eye to eye. I like. Some people, you know, don't even don't even eat leftovers. Period. But I, again, going back to what we previously were talking about, I almost think some foods are better the second time around. Um, I have no problem eating leftovers after a week. Um, I do notice that if I have let something sit in my fridge for maybe a week and a half or whatnot, my probability of going to eat it probably isn't there not that it's not going to be good or anything but i just probably won't get around to it so i'm probably saying anywhere from a week to a week and a half is probably like it nothing's wrong but that's that's my window of execution that's the amount of time i have to get it back in my stomach i feel you i feel you yeah i like that yeah leftovers is an art leftovers is is an art you gotta know how to make it good again a little bit yeah like mashed potatoes You can't just pop those in a microwave and try and eat them. It's not going to work. You got to – got, it's a process. It's not. And the thing with mashed potatoes, you microwave something like that, something as dense as that. You might have to go a couple microwaves at a – you know, it's not one session. It's yeah. maybe a lower session. You got to stir it, microwave it again because then you get the pockets of weird cold mashed potatoes Absolutely. piping hot mashed potatoes. I don't want different types of heat. You know, yeah. I want one heat throughout my mashed potatoes. Yeah. It, it, you gotta know how to do it. Yeah. But they can get good again. Okay, I've got one, and we, we generally don't do sports in Random Thoughts. But sometimes we do. Every once in a while we'll bring it up. And I just had this um, kind of a stat. Kind of a, it's a little nugget. On how crazy Tom Brady's career actually is. And this, mm. is, what, this is what I got. This is from no ads, but it's from NFL Fun Facts on Instagram. No ads, but it's from that. No ads, though. Uh, it says, Tom Brady is such an outlier that from 1994 to 2016, if you take those years, QBs drafted in the sixth round. So if you went round by round, all the ones taken in the sixth round from 1994 to 2016 have... The highest winning percentage, highest playoff winning percentage, and the second most playoff wins of any round. Wait. 
sixth round. Wait, wait, so, sit, wait. See, that's one I'll, again. I'll, I'll break it down. So if you take from 1994 to 2016, if you take all the quarterbacks taken in the first round, second round, third round, fourth round, on and on and on. Mm-hmm. If you take all of those from 1994 to 2016 each round, the sixth round guys, the ones taken mm-hmm. in the sixth round, would have the highest winning percentage, playoff winning percentage, and the second most playoff wins. Just and you're those saying guys that, in the sixth round. And are what just is what you're saying is that those sixth round guys, that category is being buoyed up by Tom Brady. By Brady, is that, is that exactly? Whoa, dude! So you think of all the all the sixth round successes. Like there aren't that many. No, really. I couldn't name another one. Yeah, me either. But Brady is so different that he lifts that round. The sixth round is the it's the second to last Holy round. Sh- he lifts that round to basically the best the best round where quarterbacks were taken from 1994 <laughs> to 2016. No freaking way, dude. That's yeah. awesome. That's how different his career is than anybody else. Different. Just makes you, makes you different. All right. <laughs> okay, and I have uh, I have just one more. You know, we've been off yeah. for a while, so we got to come, no, back, it, come back strong it. with some yeah. random thoughts. Here's it, here it is. Uh, what is... What would the the best sports picture to be hung in the Louvre be? Oh, so crap. So, so think of it as the one that would replace the Mona Lisa. Oh, what man. What would it be? It can be any sports moment. Okay, I, I'm going to toss one out there because I just want... I want your instant reaction, I want my instant reaction, and then I want us to talk about it too because I think we can also come up with more. Um, dang, man, because it's not like you, you're basically talking about a moment to encapsule all sports. Yeah. You know? So it's got to be a, a an athlete or a, a time that's transcendent, you know, yeah. across all sports. Um. I don't know. It maybe I like the the Michael Jordan taken off from the from the free throw line, uh, the side view of the dunk contest. I like yeah. that one. I don't know if that's big enough to make it to be the picture, um, but Jordan's definitely big, a big enough athlete. Uh, where where's your head at? So this is what I was thinking when you said like encapsulate sports. This is where my head went, um, and it's. I don't even know if it's a it's a it's an actual picture, but maybe I'm I'm kind of combining two pictures. More I'm thinking of like the moment if I could take a picture, going back like with that moment, take a picture mm. of that moment, and then that's what I'd put up there. But the Mariners beating the Yankees, you know, with Griffey coming around second, mm. that mm. Whole, that that moment, uh, you know, Edgar's RBI basically. Uh, with him scoring RBI. the yeah. slide, that tackle. And I, if I remember correctly, there's a picture of Griffey in a dog pile from that. And he's smiling. Ooh. I, I'm pretty sure it's that one. I hope I'm not th- misremembering it's a different one of Griffey. But I think he's in a dog pile and he's smiling. And to kind of get this moment. 
if that moment, if there was like a Yankee in the background, like walking <laughs> away, that would, I don't know, that would like encapsulate sports because Griffey was such like a happy figure, but he worked hard. So it's like, it'd be that whole thing, you know? Yeah. Of like yep. the joy of sports and what that brings people and stuff. Uh, plus, you're beating the Yankees, so everybody loves that because everyone hates the Yankees. Suck it. But then I was also thinking, like, is that global enough? Mm. So, you know, then my head goes to maybe the dream team. Because I was such Ooh. a global moment. Or or Ali. Dang, that that you actually know, might be something the one we're more, standing over. Uh, Sonny Liston. I've got Sonny that Liston. one, actually. I've got that poster. That's you do, one, you do. That, yeah, that's one I'll always keep. I got rid of some posters, but I will keep. Yeah. I have a Jordan poster from you. I yeah. have an Ali poster. Uh, I'll probably give my Johnny Cash one back to my brother. Uh, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've got I've got those two I'll keep. Um, yeah, because something like that is just so global. And that's, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Is it, it might need to be bigger than, like, the Mariners beating the Yankees. Yeah. I... I... I think if we broke that down between like a regional picture versus, you know, one for all sports, I think if we could submit two, I think, I think I would vote for the that Mariners and that um, Ali picture. I think the Ali you have it's so global, and he would like it was at such a he was he was a uh, people had different takes on Muhammad Ali. You know, yeah. not he wasn't loved by all. Um, but he, I mean, he was, people watched him, you know, and like, that was such an iconic fight. And then with the Mariners, you know, like that, that, that was the pride and joy of the Pacific Northwest, you know, like that, that team and stuff like that. And I think Griffey specifically kind of gets bigger. Like Griffey might even be global. Maybe not not as big Mm -hmm. as Jordan or Ali, obviously, but like, but at least close to global, Globally, no. So that might work, but that that's kind yeah. of where I went. But something like that, I mean, definitely some great pictures in sports history. That's for sure. I, I like that. That was a good question. Yeah. That was a good question. Okay, there it is. That is uh, Random Thoughts, an extended Random Thoughts. We usually don't do that many, but there you go. That's it. Now we got to move it on to trivia. Trivia! Trivia! <laughs> trivia, baby! Oh. <laughs> Going to make that your final answer? You think you're pretty smart, don't you, Trebek? This is trivia. Our last trivia question that we posed to you senseless members read like this. What was NBA player Daryl Griffith's nickname? Answer? Pretty cool answer. The answer is Dr. Duncanstein. That's a good nickname. Yeah, and it just—I don't—I honestly don't know who Daryl Griffith is, but that your nickname—that nickname says it all. I understand why he was popular, and I understand what he did. Yeah, you know, like. yeah, it, it tells everything you need to know about him. Yeah, and the fact that you probably don't that like, you don't know his name right off the top of your head tells you mm-hmm. even more. Like, who yeah. he probably was. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. That's all. You yeah, know. it gives you everything. But yeah, that's, that's a perfect. sick nickname. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this week's question is, which NFL teams have the highest and lowest winning percentages of all time, respectively? So basically what you're giving us is the team with the highest winning percentage in the NFL and the team with the lowest winning percentage in the NFL all time. Hmm. 
find that out on 155 while we head to the news. I've just been handed an urgent news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. This is the fucking news. News, 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 news. We're news too. Only news told much later. See the game last night? Which game? Any of them. Passes it to the man, shoots it, and boom goes the dynamite. Fantastic. I am so sorry. Someone put the story in all capital letters, and I, I thought I was supposed to yell it. Starting in the NFL... Uh, I guess we're going to talk about some dramas. Mm. Let's talk about some dramas, starting with the Aaron Rodgers drama. Obviously, goes back to the draft, the day of the draft, where he was unhappy, and uh, now he might not show up, and trades might happen. What is your feeling on this whole thing? Oh, I, I don't know. It. I don't like... The again, I don't want to go as far as saying I don't like the person Aaron Rodgers is. As far as like he just, he just seems like a screaming, kicking baby, you know, that just is trying like just gets his feelings hurt, and then if he perceives someone to do wrong against him, uh, he he holds on to that emotion, and maybe rightfully so. Again, he's still a serviceable quarterback, uh, and he needed weapons instead. Their GM chose to uh, arguably draft a, I think a nice word would be a, a project of a quarterback, you know, uh, uh, in love. But um, I don't know. I if if you feel wronged, like okay, more power to you. I get it. But it's just I guess the way he's going about it, and I, I yeah, I don't have too much to say. Just not a huge not a huge fan. Yeah, I mean, I'll start with this. I do think. Um... I'm not. I don't think it's fair to say like, oh, the Jordan Love pick was a mistake. Yet, I think the only reason people are saying that so quickly and getting off of the plan that the Packers have openly said, like, yes, we did not draft this guy to play this year, even next year, or the year after that. Like they openly said that they were honest about it. I think the only reason that people are getting off of that plan and saying it's a mistake already is because of what you're saying, and that's Rogers who that's what he wants like Rogers wants to bury the love pick and he doesn't care about Jordan love he yeah doesn't carry what it, he doesn't care what it does to Jordan love and I'm not saying he should but he doesn't and he just wants to bury that pick um, because of what happened last year uh, I think that Roger is like what you're saying is he is kind of a baby and what it reminds me of and I hate to do it uh, is it reminds me of kind of like the Ellen DeGeneres situation. That's he. That's who he reminds me of. Is where it's like, uh, oh, if if I deem you fit, I will treat you well. If I yeah. don't, if I don't deem you fit, I will. I'll treat you like absolute garbage. Um, mm-hmm. And that's how he seems to be. And he's the judge, jury, and executioner of that specific decision. And the only reason that matters is because he actually has the weight to throw around to treat people like shit. And that's, mm-hmm. that's like, not really the way you want to, to, I don't know, maybe handle your power. And suffice it to say, he will not be held up as one of the best teammates of all time, mm-hmm. like the Bradys <laughs> or the Breezes, who were the best, some of the best quarterbacks ever, the be- including the best quarterback ever. And one of the best teammates ever. Like, it's hard when you're in that era 
to, I mean, Brady, uh, Rodgers is a top 10 quarterback. Um, he's not a top five quarterback, even though he tends to think he is. But it's hard when you're in an era being with the, the best quarterback of all time and one of the best teammates of all time to be a top 10 quarterback and kind of a shitty teammate if pretty much everyone, uh, I, that's understood at this point. So that's what I think about that. Uh, okay, so let's move on and get to the other drama in the NFL that I don't even understand, to be honest. Um, Tim Tebow has signed like a pretty small contract with um, the Jags <laughs> to play a position that he hasn't played but that he's been working out for. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about that for some reason. I, uh... There ha- so you're telling me that there's no talent in the NFL at the at the tight end position that you have to go and grab a guy, a thir- what, he's like 30, 33, 30, 30, 33. 33 years old. Um, there's got to be a big wide receiver. There's got to be a big body that's younger than 33 that's played tight end in the past. Like you're telling me, there's no talent out there where you have to resort to Tim yeah. Tebow. I, I honestly understand. I mean, I understand that there's a, been a previous relationship, right, at Florida, between uh, uh, Urban and um, Tim. But like, this is ridiculous. Come on. Yeah, I just don't think this matters. Like that—that's how it is to me. Like, I get that it's dumb, and it—and it really won't help them. Yeah. But. I don't think that it matters. And that's what I mean. It's like, it's not going to help them. I don't think it'll hurt them. A lot of me thinks it's a publicity stunt. Excuse me. A publicity stunt. I hate saying that word, apparently. Um, And I I just don't think it matters. Like, what I would assume happened was that they didn't have tight ends that they liked. They went. I, I'm gonna guess that, and I'm guessing. I'm giving benefit of the doubt that they looked at the receiver pool and said, "There's nothing really here that we're in love with," and so they signed some guy that could be sticky, could be gimmicky, that Urban Meyer thinks could do some stuff, or at least make other teams think that they might do some stuff with, even if they won't. And that's, that's the thing. Like, I don't, we don't know if he makes the team or not. So if he doesn't, then who cares? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe he goes practice squad. Like, I don't know. To me, this I when I read this, I was like, oh, man, this is ridiculous. But then it's gotten so much run that I'm like, what the hell is going on? And if, yeah. and if people bring up Kaepernick, they deserve to stop talking. Like, that's yeah. the only thing they deserve. They deserve to be the guy who gets his mouth sewn shut and <laughs> hocus pocus. Because yeah. that's stupid. It's not the same thing. It doesn't matter. They're not connected. The only time people are trying to connect them is if they're lazy and want clicks. Because it's mm-hmm. not connected. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not the same situation. If this guy was playing quarterback, fine. But he's not. He's trying to change positions. And, and Colin Kaepernick has not said, I want to do that. So it, yeah. it's not the same thing. It doesn't matter. Yeah. 
Just stop 100%. bringing that shit up because it's not the same thing. It's stupid, and I'm so, I'm sick of hearing about it. I'm sick of people being fake outraged so that people will watch their, their <laughs> TV show. And then when they're not, they everybody with a brain knows this is not the same thing. They're just wanting to be. They just want to get people riled up who want to get riled up. Uh, that's a Twitter take, and it's not. It's not actually a thing. Uh, stop that. That's pissing me off. Two. Uh, yeah, T-Bow's probably gonna suck. He's probably gonna suck, and he probably won't make the team, and it probably won't matter when games are actually being played. I want to see him try and block. I want to see that first attempt at a block. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. I would like to right. see that. <laughs> it's not going to go well. I yeah. don't expect him to make the team. And the only reason this is a story is because there's nothing. It was after the draft, before the NFL schedule, and before actual games are being played. And the only other thing is, like, Devin Bush, can we calm down a little bit? Like, Ah, this guy's making it, making teams. I'm gonna have to like. I can't wait till we see the Jags. Like a veiled threat of like I'm popping. This <laughs> like okay, like do you, do you think Tebow cares? Like you're gonna hit it that you're coming for him. Guess how many people know your name versus know <laughs> his name. That's sure. what Tebow cares about. Yeah, that's the yep. thing. He doesn't have to be a bad guy because he's doing it. He doesn't have to be. Uh, uh, yeah, he's a little diva-esque. And, like, I think we all know this. Like, he's a successful dude. He's run his, his brand well. And, like, it's just weird to me how, like, some people get to have a brand. And when they're on brand, it's like, oh, yeah, that's so on brand. But when he is on brand, everyone loses their minds. Like, it's not on brand. Like, yeah. We know what this is. Act like you know what this is. Stop acting like you don't know what this is everyone does and it's a nothing story all right well said well said thanks like you I, said it, it, I've been it's that mind. clickbait you know yeah yeah i mean Woosa, buddy Woosa. i don't know if it's been, has it been driving you nuts i it's just been driving me nuts hearing people being driven nuts by these two stories yeah, no, I mean, I, I think the Rogers story has, it definitely has some uh, legs to it, right? Like, that's that's important. The Tebow thing, like you said, will not matter. High probability of the guy not playing or even really making the team. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it, why, why, the, why the hell, you know? It's a, it's a storyline because he has a previous relationship with... Um, Urban Meyer, you know that's the only that's the only reason. This, but it does not matter. It's not going to make the. It's not going to elevate the Jags in any way. And if it does, okay, great. Then we can maybe talk about it. But what the heck are we doing? Yeah, what are we doing here? Yeah. Uh, okay, let's get to our last NFL thing. The NFL schedule came out. Uh, I think it's very interesting to like break it down. Uh, we're not going to do that here because that's a lot, uh, and we don't do three hours a day. Uh, that's when you break stuff down is when you're doing three hours a day and you're in this time period. Uh, but we're not going to do that. Uh, but I, I do think it's interesting. Uh, I think it is like uh, what, how many good quarterbacks you have to face. When's my bye week? Um, you know, we, I think we saw how important bye weeks were last season with the Steelers where they basically got it bumped and the Bills where they got it bumped and it kind of hurt them at the end of the year. Stuff like that. So I do think it is interesting. Um, 
classic NFL, like the NFL turned it into something massive because it's the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I just feel like this is the NFL coming in. Zach and I had a principal in high school <laughs> who was a good athlete in his day. And when he would walk by the weight room, and he was in his 60s, and he saw good athletes in the weight room, maybe they were doing something, he would walk in, and he would jump on the pull-up bar, and he'd do 15 <laughs> to 20 pull-ups real quick, <laughs> just bang them out, and yeah. he'd give you a small wave and leave. And all he did it for was to show you that he could still do more pull-ups than most of the best athletes at the school. He's got it. That's what this is for the NFL. This is him walking in, pumping out some pull-ups, giving a wave, and saying, see you later to all the other sports. Because this isn't a big deal, but they make it a big deal. Because, like, the schedule isn't a big deal in the NBA or the MLB, but it is in the NFL. It's the tiniest thing, but it's so big for everybody mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. the NFL. And that's... That's what this is, but it is interesting. That's what they do. That's what they do. That's what they do, and they do it very well. Um, Bucks, Bucks, Cowboys on that Thursday night. The the opener, season opener, will be an interesting one. Uh, they, you know, they do it because the Cowboys have the biggest brand. They get the most viewers, which, hey, that makes sense. And people love to watch the Cowboys lose, so people are gonna watch <laughs> to watch the Cowboys lose. Yes, uh, yes. You know, as people expect to happen, but. So it'll be a huge viewership, and we're going to love it. Going to love it. Then yeah. they've got some great games sprinkled in. I think they're doing a good job with it. Let's move on, though. Uh, in the NBA, Westbrook gets his 182nd triple-double passing Oscar Robertson. For, uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, passing Oscar Robertson for most. Sorry about that. I was just uh, I had to yawn because I was so bored by this story uh, <laughs> but yeah so he, he did it. I mean honestly good on him he's a good player he's uh, he'll be a, a hall of famer I guess but people will forget about him because it's it's a cool it's a cool achievement to have but it doesn't again success wise like really I mean he's he's made an NBA finals which is great but um, you know some of those him, yeah yeah, so, I mean, does it translate to team wins? I don't know. Um, it's pretty freaking cool, and he's just a freak athlete, and I think that should be appreciated. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I don't think it's going to – I think Oscar Robertson <clears throat> in the history books will still have a stronger name than Russell Westbrook 50 years from now, 100 years from now, what what be it. Yeah, I mean, you said it, you said it perfectly. It doesn't translate to anything that – that we hold dear to us. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he's going to burn out, just like Harden's name will burn out. It, it won't be at the top of anything. Because mm-hmm. if it does, if, if you're not getting it done when it matters, if you're not really getting to the, to the peak of the mountain, like, this is the peak of a mountain, maybe even a piece on the mountain, but it's not the peak of the mountain, and that's the thing. That's why I just I don't think his name is going to last because I'm he's at the top of padding the stats mountain, but he's mm-hmm. not at the top of the NBA one, and that's what the one people remember. Yep. So there you go. Um, 
but, but congratulations to him and to everybody who <laughs> likes to, who likes to watch him play. Like I don't want to take away from that, but it doesn't to me. That's not what I'm watching that for, uh, and it's you know whatever to me. But to the people that it's not, congratulations on your day. Let's move on to something that does matter. That's the NBA playoffs and the play-in games, which start on Tuesday, run Tuesday to Friday, uh, and then the playoffs start proper. Mm-hmm. It's flying towards us. I think that's interesting. I like uh, it gives a little extra spice um, at the end, uh, you know, where a lot of people are, uh, most teams might, not most, some teams might be sitting uh, players, um, so you might not to rest up for the playoffs. It still gives you something to watch. Um, my Spurs are down there in the. I think they might be in the tenth seed. I'm not quite sure. So they are, yeah. again, it gives it gives me something to pay attention to at the end of the the regular season, which I think that was the intent of the NBA. Because yeah. largely at the end of the regular season, who cares about again who the Spurs play or whatnot? But there are some dangerous teams. Golden State's down there. You don't want to. You don't want to what you don't want to be matched up with them in a one yeah. game uh, win or go home uh, series. So yeah, I, I, I like this, and, I, and I'm with you on that for a different reason. I do I didn't think about like the, how you, players got to play. You make them play mm-hmm. more. Uh, I do like that. What I was just thinking was it gives the smaller markets a lot of times are down in that seven to ten range. Although the Lakers are down there, um, but it gives it gives them. Kind of a chance to be not only be seen, but um, maybe I, I think it equals things out a little bit just because maybe you play in a really tough division, mm. so you're you end up down there, mm. and, and a team that plays in an easier division but isn't as good ends up down there as well, but is one ahead of you. Mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. Now you have a chance to play yourself in to beating that team. You know, you kind of get what I'm saying? It's yeah, like, no, I'm, I'm following you. Like, there are reasons that teams are down there uh, that aren't necessarily like, oh, we suck. You could yeah. be a good team, and that's why you're not way up high, but you're down there, but you're a good team, but you have a, a, a team that's worse, who's in a worse division, and that's why they're ahead of you when well, now that evens that out. So I kind of like that. I kind of like this idea, and it's not that many games. Yeah, no, it's, it's something... Yeah, I, I'm all for it. So hopefully that this is here to stay. It's not, uh, you know, in, instituted and then comes off the books in a couple of years. I, I like this idea. Yeah, me too. So so what we'll have is two games. We, we looked into it. It's two games max, two extra games max. Uh, we'll have seven and eight play, and then nine and ten will play. So the winner of seven and eight gets the seventh seed. Uh, the winner of nine and ten gets to play the loser of 7 and 8 for the 8th seed. That's basically mm-hmm. what we're looking at here. So in the West, that would be the Lakers right now. Uh, it starts Tuesday. It would be the Lakers playing the Warriors mm-hmm. for the 7th seed. The, That's a good game. That is a, good, <laughs> That's a game. good game. The loser of that will play the winner of Memphis in the Spurs, your Spurs, mm-hmm. for the 8th seed. So it's just a couple of games, but I do like that. Those are some pretty good matchups there. Mm-hmm. With some I like int- it. With, int- with interesting teams. Uh, and then the, in the East, it'll be Boston playing Charlotte for 7-8. and eight. Love and, that, too. And uh, then the loser of that playing the winner of uh, Washington and Indiana for the 8. So 
a little bit of a fall off, I would say, in the East. Maybe a little yeah. less interesting, but still some some good teams down there. Yeah, yeah. It. I mean, the. I'm not going to say the paces are fun to watch, but I do like. I do like uh, Demontis Sabonis. Like yeah. he, he he's fun to watch. Um, as much as it kind of pains me to say, I do love watching Lamelo. He's exciting. Um, and uh, you know, like. What the heck, Boston? What 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 are you doing? You know, you have so much. There's so much talent on that team, um, but it, it's it's going to be fun to uh, see those guys have to scramble. You know, like this yeah. is this is show up time, win or go home. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Me too. I like it. Let's move on. Uh, just a quick thing in baseball, where the A's have announced that they're are they're looking. They're beginning to look for relocation areas. Yeah. They have had a hard time in Oakland just trying to get a new stadium built. They had plans but couldn't get a stadium built there. Um, it, they've had a hard time with the local government for a long time, like a decade now. Um, and they're saying, hey, we're, we will leave and where we will go could potentially be Portland. Yes. The 503, the 503 A's. I love oh, that. Dude, wouldn't the you love, like, the Portland, Portland A's sound of me, sound yeah. awesome, by the way. Yes. And, like, a nice alternate jersey with a 503 on there or something like yes. that. It's a little bit, a little bit exclusive, but I still like it. 503 A sounds like an apartment number. just like side note but no i totally i totally like that i think there could be so many cool things um portland's ready man yeah and and we're hungry would love it too that's what people should call the stadium 503a yeah (laughs) that that would be sick we need to trademark that fast put us on the marketing committee man yeah, Put us on the said, payroll. I've always said we'd be great there. So, yeah, that could be a really cool story. We'll keep an eye on that. Uh, but the A's are looking to move. Hopefully they come to Portland. Uh, in some college football – well, college news, I guess. just college athletics news. The Pac-12 has hired a new G or new commissioner. Uh, excuse me. He is an executive. You just worked for MGM, the mm. hotel, the – Betting, the you know the you know everybody movies conglomerate yeah conglomerate yes good word um, it is George Klyovkov. <laughs> do you think I butchered that Klyovkov? no I think Klyovkov. I wouldn't have said it that way but looking at how it's spelled I think that's very close if not it Klyovkov, maybe Klyovkov <laughs> or Klyovkov. yeah uh, Uh so he is a guy so okay one. Um, a corpse would have been better than the last commissioner for the Pac-12. The guy's an idiot. Um, but this guy, so far, I, at first I was like, what? You're going to hire a guy from outside, like, working for MGM? The more I heard about this guy, the better he sounds. He worked oh. as a, um, a, basically a media director. Like, he, uh-huh. he worked for a, a huge company. Basically, his job was to get good media contracts for that company. That's what the Pac-12 needs. And we, yeah, what do we need? <laughs> yeah. He exactly. worked in the betting betting world. You know, MGM is mm-hmm. a huge sports book. He worked in that world. So it would probably mm-hmm. be at the forefront, get the Pac-12 to the forefront of betting. That's huge. Like yes. all, Both of those things will be in huge money, which, I mean, we don't like to talk about it, but conferences need that. 
And yeah. the last conference, the commissioner for the Pac-12 was terrible, and the Pac-12 has been a joke for a long time, the way they're run. Hopefully this guy comes in very aggressive and very forward-thinking media and betting-wise. I mean, before you explained, like, I'm just seeing MGM executive Klyovkov, right, on, on our rundown. I'm like, okay, that's an interesting uh, hire. But after you broke that down about, you know, what the conference needs and what he's has expertise in, that makes so much sense. And like you said, those – the, the – uh, hopefully the media rights and the uh, bringing um, collegiate betting to the um, Pac-12 translates to money. Money translates to wins and more eyes and stuff like that and a raising of the conference. Um, so, yeah, buckle up. Let's go. Uh, this, I think, is a great move. Yeah, agreed. Okay, that's it. That's the news. Um, a lot of stuff to catch up on, a lot of random thoughts, but now we got to end this show with some good recess. Let's play some games. If we played them ten times, they might win nine. But not this game. This is your time. Oh boy, is this great! Welcome to the show where everything's made up and the points don't matter. This week's recess will be a nice bracketology. And the theme for this week's Bracketology is the worst things to happen to someone in sports. <laughs> so, kind of the way to think about this is like um, the whole world's watching. It's the biggest moment. It's, you know, game seven of whatever. It's, it's the Super Bowl. Any, any of those things. Think of the biggest moment in whatever sport we're talking about. World Cup, uh, Stanley Cup playoffs, whatever it is. This happens couldn't be worse. Everybody's watching you fail. Let's get into it. Um, so we've got our one and two seeds. They will come in later. So uh, the first one we're going to start, we'll just start on the left and go as uh, go with it. We'll start with a 6-7 matchup, which is the shot whiff and the overthrow. So this could be in any sport. Basically, you think soccer, a shot just Totally whiffing. Uh, I believe in hockey that is called a fan. Um, I don't yeah. know if it, it's got <laughs> nice. a term in soccer, but or football. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> that was stupid. Love it. That was stupid. Um, but any it. any whiff on the shot, maybe in the World Cup, maybe it's the Stanley Cup Finals, or an overthrow. Think Jimmy G in the Super Bowl. Mm. Anything like that. Think um, think think of the World Series and you airmail one from third to fir- over over first head. Anything like yeah. that. What is worse is what we're giving the nod to. What would be worse, a whiff or an overthrow? I think there's so many things that can go into a shot whiff. You know, you might be like in hockey, you might have a guy tailing you, pulling jerseys, whatever. Soccer, you might have guys pulling jerseys. You might also just whiff. But the overthrow can lead to so many other things. In the Super Bowl, um, directly correlated to, I think, the – I think many would say the, the 49ers would have won that Super Bowl against uh, the Chiefs if Jimmy G had not overthrown his receiver. Uh, overthrows, again, could be correlated to um, maybe an error, you know, which is one of our other – not to ruin any surprises, but another 
um, uh, thing in our in our bracket. I, I actually think the overthrow might be worse here and more embarrassing because again, if in baseball you overthrow something, you should be able to. You're in the you're in the highest league, World Series. You should be able to make a throw. You know, yeah. is it just and that that's just embarrassing. You know. Yeah, I was also thinking like. Attempted shots happen more often, I think, mm. and are less singular than, like, uh, overthrow. So I'm with you. I'll go overthrow here. Um, okay, so then we'll just go down. Our 4-9 matchup um, huh. is getting dunked on or being the last out. So the last out is, base, it, is pretty much just a baseball thing. Um but if you were like the last out in the World Series, or if you get like dunked on in Game Seven of the Finals, posters hurt, man. And then yeah. and and I feel like there are no real snapshots. You know, people don't put pictures up of the last player getting out. You know, That's, being struck out or whatnot. Like yeah. I don't remember who was you know um, last out of the last World Series relatively irrelevant you know it doesn't yeah. really matter but if you get dunked on with your hands over your face and you're you know you got the ugly face going and then you get teabagged too like that, that <laughs> that's embarrassing my got, votes my votes for dunk i on. got i got two words one name andre karolinko <laughs> it's definitely dunked on there was uh so back uh, back in uh, high school you and I played basketball, and we were at a tournament in um, uh, Beaverton High School, and I believe we were playing Grant. And uh, for some reason, I was running point, or I was at the top of the key. I try, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I might have been trying to dump it down to you. I was dumping it down to somebody. Um, it was not me. I was on the bench hoping. Oh, you were on the bench, so you had the good view. particular thing happened to you. Yeah, tried to skip it down to the post. Bad pass on my part. I'll own that. It gets picked. It's a two-on-one the other way, and I know I'm effed. So I turn my body. I, I, I'm not backpedaling. I literally turn my body and try and sprint back as fast as I can, and I turn around just in time to see one guy throwing the ball off the backboard to the other Grant general who almost finished – what in my mind would be a poster dunk? He missed it, thank goodness. Oh, yeah, dude, he like landed on the back of your head, dude. It was. Dude, if he had put was, that down, that would have been the best. Like, <laughs> it might be up there with the best posters of all time, dude. It was bad. But it it was easily bad. would have been the best poster dunk I've ever seen. I would have seen it in person in high school. <laughs> it would have been. Yeah, that, that, dude, I was. I love you, but I was hoping you were Dude. getting posted. I was praying for it. Yeah. And to, and to save our face a little bit, I mean, we were like 16 sophomores playing up sure. at a varsity level. So yeah. it was wild that we were even in the game. <laughs> okay, let's get to our 5-8 matchup. Um, and this is getting hurdled or trucked or... Getting beat up slash KO'd. Mm, I want to hear your take on this one first. So, uh, so KO'd. We just talked about boxing. I was trying to throw a fighting one in here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Getting hurdled or trucked, I just think is so big. Like, 
I guess what's stuck in my head right now, and I kind of had certain plays for all of these, and the hurdled truck right now is Najee Harris just hurling oh, the corner for Notre my. Dame in the semifinal. And I, I don't know, I think that's such a, so big and you just look so dumb. Like KO'd in a fight, that tends to happen. That's one of... It, yeah, it's not an outlier. That's one of the two things that could possibly happen. For, <laughs> it's either by decision or KO'd for the loser. Yeah, um, yeah. So, I, I don't know. I was thinking hurdle trucked here as well as I was thinking. But I would I hear an argument for getting, you know, beat up in a hockey fight or getting KO'd. I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. I mean, where that definitely does suck to be knocked out, that, that's supposed to happen. Hockey yeah. fights happen all the time. These aren't outliers. Um, they're fun to watch. And, yeah, it sucks to happen if you're in it and you'll lose. But um, the... I don't think enough people appreciate being or like a good hurdle and what that ha- what all has to go on yeah. in that athlete's mind to process that information, have that athleticism to execute the hurdle and then do it all in such like a quick bang yeah. bang time, you know? And then you just make the other guy look foolish and yeah. then the crowd goes wild, you know? Yeah, that's the thing. It's like there's such a huge reaction to the hurdle. Yeah. And the guy who gets hurdled has to see it over and over and over. I, I don't know. It's rough. A trucking the same thing. Like, it's not good. If you get trucked into, like, the end zone, you're going to yep. see that. Yep. Yeah, the whole Saints defense against Marshawn Lynch. So, yeah, I think, <laughs> uh, we good going with that one? Yep, let's do it. Okay. Uh, and then our 3-10 matchup. Um, I think this is a runaway it is the third seed is the breakaway trip. Um, think Daniel Jones. <laughs> oh god! Or the no call flop. It's gonna happen in basketball. It can happen in soccer. Uh, hockey, they actually have a rule against this happening. Um, so, yeah. I think we're I think we're both on the same page. I'm gonna take yeah. breakaway trip. Breakaway that just trip is yeah. I mean, you have you have it and you fall down. Like you're supposed to be an elite <laughs> athlete. That's rough. Yeah, come on, dude. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we have going back to the left side. We've got uh, the number seven, the overthrow, against the number four, getting dunked on. I still think getting dunked on. Um, yeah, me too. It's so iconic. It can't yeah. be. And again, experience. just like a hurdle, like that energizes your team, you and the crowd. True. You know? True. Or not getting dunked on, but like, yeah, the dunker will get the yeah. Obviously the energy. So yeah. then we've got five hurdled or trucked against three, the breakaway trip. So I I kind of think about it because we're doing the worst. So like, what's more demoralizing uh, as a team? Your teammate gets hurdled or trucked, or your teammate's got a touchdown and then he trips. That's what I'm thinking. Or, or you know, same thing. Maybe he's he he's got a breakaway uh, for he, he's one on one with the goalie. Mm-hmm. He's dribbling up the, the the pitch and he falls down. <laughs> Anything nice. like that, like one on one in in hockey and he slips. Like any of those things. It's not just the breakaway trip. It could be any of these things. 
again, what's more demoralizing is what I'm trying to think of. I I think again, you framed it with the breakaway. It's you're an elite athlete. People walk all the time. People don't trip all the time. You know, like yeah. we should be able to move freely. In order to be hurdled, you have to be hurdled by a great athlete. And again, his decision has to be on. Oh, so again, yeah. I think. That's a good point. It's almost like the hurdle is a is a better play from the hurdler. Yes, than it yeah, is that's a what bad I'm play from the tackle. I get what you're that's saying. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah, the trip is a bad play by the the athlete. The per yes. The, yeah. the hurdle, you being the demoralized one, is more of a good play on the other person's part. I got yes. you. Yeah, I'll go yeah. breakaway trip with you. Okay. So now we've got now the ones and twos come in. This is where it gets big. On the left side again, we have our number one overall seed against the number four seed, air ball or dunked on. I'm gonna let you take this one away. So to me, to me, it's almost like the hurdle thing, the dunked on, like getting dunked on. I always, I try and um, was it Jared Allen? I love Jared yeah. Allen because he tries to get the block. Most people duck away; they don't want to yeah, be posted. Yeah. But try and go for it. It's a good play on the dunkies part. Yes. Dunkers. Um, yeah. The air ball is like so singular. It's just you there. Like it's your shot. You airballed it. Like it's you it's know, your fault. This yeah, person airballs. Not you know if you're getting dunked on. This person dunked on this person. You can almost forget that second name. This yeah. person postered that. You know this person had the poster. But mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. part, like you airballed. So to me, it's the airball. I, I'm right there with you. I couldn't have said it better. Okay. Um, and then our last, well, second to last matchup is the number two overall against the number three overall. So huge, huge one here. The error or the breakaway trip. So the error uh, is, is not necessarily the overthrow, but it's, think, um, dropping... Dropping a, a, a fly ball or oh, um, uh, letting the ball go between your legs at first. And I'm forgetting. <laughs> uh, Buck, Brent, Brett, Buckner, Buckner, Bill Buckner. Buck, Buck, uh, Bill. I work, I work yeah. my way into it. <laughs> so that kind of error or uh, J.R. Smith forgetting how much time there is. Oh, so that's I, I, you can have a, a, a multitude of errors, really. Oh, man. And, and that can be very singular, but a breakaway trip also very, it's like, it's definitely on you. The more we talk about the breakaway trip, the harder it is for me to think, like, that's going to have some steam. That's going to have some pull with me. Um, yeah. When you, um, it made it harder when you mentioned the, um, the. J.R. Smith. Thank you, the J.R. Smith incident. Like that, dude. <laughs> yeah. That is just stupidity. Uh, I'm open to listening if you're um, feeling a sort of way, but my vote would go still go for breakaway trip. That is that so, is still my piece. The breakaway trip is really just the one type of play. You know, mm-hmm. it's the open touchdown trip. It's the, the breakaway in soccer you trip. Or second thing, the error could be anything between – you're going up for the World Cup tying tying goal and you you miss dribble and you just like you run past the ball. 
Yeah. Could yep. be that. It, you know, it could be any of those things. Like I said with J.R. Smith, um, I think the main place you'd go was like dropping an easy fly ball mm-hmm. or letting the ball go between your legs. And I try and think of what's most iconically terrible that people are going to remember. Yeah. So if you think in the biggest stage, basically you're thinking, in the biggest stage, say it's the Super Bowl and you've got you know, 20 yards, no one's in front of you, and you fall down. Or it's the last out of the World Series and if you, you know, it's a pop fly, it's right on you, you're under it, you're waiting. If you catch it, you win. If you, you drop it, they're coming around, they're probably going to win. And you drop it. What uh-huh. is remembered more? Somebody tripping or somebody dropping the ball? I actually think it might be tripping. Now that I just put that all in my head, I think it might be tripping. Again, it's not as like exciting if that's even a word. <clears throat> or yeah, of course it's a word. But the right word to use, but I think it's tripping too. Yeah. Again, you should be able to catch a ball, you should know how much time's on the clock, but dude, again, at the simplest form, you learn to walk when you're two, three years old, you know. That's so the thing, it's like, it's like even non athlete there's a lot of people in the world that can't catch a fly ball. Yeah. But almost everyone in the world can run without tripping. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm with you. I, I'm with you. It's tripping. Okay, so now we've got one against three. We've got the air ball against the trip. The air ball. I'll let you. I'll let you start. I'll let you go. So let's let's put one one tangible scenario on this. So it's you. What would you not want to be remembered for? This is. To tie up the game, time's expired, you have one more free throw, um, you hit the first one, you're down one, and then you airball the second Yeah. in the in the Game 7 NBA Finals to lose. Or you, <clears throat> you trip running home, I'm just going to put this baseball, running from, from third to home with plenty of time, um, you yeah. could even... Yeah, without, without, yeah. And then you trip, basically, yeah. causing the out. So I know what, the, what's worse for you. By the argument I just made for, for tripping over error, I should say tripping. But for I want to say air ball. Yeah, I Especially think Especially if it's a free throw. Yeah. Because there are air balls with just like a you know, three-point or whatever. Yeah. But yeah it's called that, a free throw. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yes. And I, I just think for whatever reason tripping even you know in, in really any scenario it's like okay that can happen especially if you're you know you're trying to make a play or if you just made a great play and you're trying to come around you're trying to really push yourself tripping can happen sure the the, the skill the lack of skill in an air ball <laughs> just is so i feel like it'd be so demoralizing it's a con it's a it's a two-part thing it's like you also know people know that you are rattled. You know that you're mentally not okay right there. You exactly. know, like you're in your own head. So I that's think, embarrassing do, too. <laughs> no, I think you just said it perfectly because this is where it comes from. Tripping, <clears throat> tripping. People will take that as you were trying as hard as you could, and you try like you were pushing yourself to such a limit that you tried to shoot too hard and ended up tripping because yeah. you're trying to push yourself too fast. 
Airball is just like pure, like, oh, you got rattled, dude. Yeah, like, you, you <laughs> yeah exactly. You forgot where you were. Yeah. So, you're yeah. At the, I hate to say it, but you're at um, Cameron Indoor, right? And the yeah. Duke cri- and the Cameron Crazies are just going crazy, and you and, and you end up airballing, you know? Yeah. Like, they go, the place goes crazy. Absolutely. And that's what I think it, it is. Yeah. Airballing would definitely be worse. I'm with you. I think it's airballing. That was that was a hell of a bracket, dude. We had some upsets. We had some clear, you know, runaways. Um, yeah. But we had a little bit of each. Yeah, dude, it's true. That was a good one. Airball is the most embarrassing thing, though. Yeah. <laughs> Senseless. If you disagree, let us know why. What is your most embarrassing, most demoralizing thing that could happen in sports between airball, uh, error, whiffing on a shot, overthrow, dunked on, last out, no call flop, breakaway trip, getting beat up or KO'd, or getting hurdled slash trucked. What's the worst thing? Did we get it right, maybe? I think we did. I think it's the air ball, but let us know. That's it for 154. Um, other than all of that, you can find us on Twitter at bold underscore nonsense or Instagram at bold dot nonsense, or you can go ahead and email us at boldnonsensepodcast at gmail.com. Dude, newly engaged, still remembers the email. Uh, expect a show on Saturdays, usually for, for this show. No offshoot shows for a while. So uh, expect a show on Saturdays, uh, usually in the morning. Find us on iTunes and Spotify. Those are the best places. Other than that, uh, say bye to the people. I'm at Still Smooth. Much love. Thank you again for allowing uh, at Watch Disney and myself to be a part of your Saturdays. Um, looking forward to getting back on the mic for, with uh, episode 155. I'm at Walt Disney. If you love it, then love us and let us hear your love for us. Uh, other than that, this is the BNPN. This is the Bold Nonsense Podcast. This is your invitation to get out there and practice your free throws. And this is your invitation to stay senseless. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Thank you very little. I hate goodbyes. It's over. Go home. Go.